question. Are you ready to reach new limits? It's time to change your family tree and redefine industry. Enough with all the cliche, cookie-cutter recommendations about finance, business, and life. You found the podcast to give you the tips you need to create the unconventional lifestyle and outcomes you've always wanted. It's time to build your own systems and play your own game. You're tapped in with the one and only Dan Nicholson, and this is Rigging the Game Podcast. Listeners, I am super excited to share with you that my book, Rigging the Game, How to Achieve Financial Certainty, Navigate Risk, and Make Money on Your Terms, is finally available. If you want more details, check it out at riggingamazon.com. Ben, welcome to Rigging the Game. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Honored to be here. Yeah. So, gosh, I don't even know at this point how many years we've known each other. It's been it's been a moment. And uh, you've gone through our CCA program. We worked together on some other stuff over the years. Um, and it's been my pleasure to get to know you, but also get to know your wife. Uh, one of my one of the joys of the cohort uh, you were in was that you did it with your wife together, and and uh, I think that was really inspirational actually for a lot of the a lot of the other students. It certainly was for me. But with that, where I always like to start is the question of, tell me about yourself, not the resume version. What is it that you want people to know about you? you know, what is what is playing your game? What what who is Ben? Yeah, well, thank you, Dan. Uh, you. Working with you and going through CCA has it really has been transformational for myself and my wife and our marriage. And I just want to say, you know, that that was something that's been so unique about our experience is that that was actually encouraged to do it as a as a couple, as a married couple. We have uh, two young kids, um, and we're entrepreneurs. We've been we've had our own companies for for over twelve years, um, and we've done all kinds of personal development and, and business coaching and programs and things like that. Uh, but it shows, you know, with the first question that you asked, right, really is, you know, who, who are you or what are you about versus, you know, what do you do? And that's um, been the most impact, the most impactful thing about working with you and, and the programs that you've been in. So I think ultimately, uh, a few years ago, I probably would have answered that question with a whole bunch of things about what we do and mm-hmm. our company does this and this is how much revenue or this, how many locations or that type of thing. I think ultimately what we've learned through some of this process is you know we um, our most of our companies we have a holdings company that owns several companies most of them focus around youth sports youth youth athletics um, and some type of education and things in that in that space. Uh, ultimately, I think what we've learned about ourselves is what we love the most, um, doing the most is providing using vehicles or our, our opportunities to help often kids but people in general learn about and embrace the greatness inside of them that is there naturally um, and, and seeing that and then seeing that come out from them ultimately, I think is what the core of, of what we're most passionate about doing. I love that. And uh, just to talk a little bit more about uh, you guys, I mean, as you mentioned, you have multiple uh, successful businesses in, in youth sports, but in particular, what stood out is something that I think you, I heard you guys talk about you and, and your wife, a realization that you had early in business that you're better when you do things together. Is that a fair summer, uh, uh, summation? Absolutely. Um, what's another thing that we've learned through the process is that while we have the similar passions and goals 
together, uh, we're also very different uh, in, in, in our skills and kind of the things that naturally we do well. And I think uh, early on, it can be very, you know, it, and it depends on the couple. Um, you know, we, we, had, we had big goals and whether those, this is what we'll talk probably more about that today, whether those goals were really our goals or not, we had this drive, right, to be successful and to do impactful or big things. And um, what I learned maybe the hard way early on was that pursuing those things separately, because both of us had the similar, similar drives, pursuing those things separately actually got us uh, further from where we wanted to be because it divided, divided us more. And, you know, me pursuing one thing and having a context and level of understanding or even going into education programs or things like that and one, and then Joyce doing something different um, you know, I, I could see over the course of time that continuing to divide our interests and impacting, you know, people say keep business and personal separate or whatever, but it, the reality is it's just, it's not, you know, especially uh, if you're an entrepreneur, I think. And um, so I learned early, I, I kind of, we, we had, we had some, some difficult moments, you know, uh, where we had to have a conversation and I just realized I made a decision several years ago, just that whatever, whatever I did, whatever I wanted to do or vice versa, we were just going to do it together. We were going to go through the experience together. Um, and I didn't know how that was going to work because we were so different. Uh, but ultimately every time we've leaned into that, it's produced much better results, both personally and, and professionally. Yeah. It's, it's really fun to see you guys interact and, uh, notice the differences, but also notice the way that both of you seem to embrace those differences in each other. It's just sort yeah. of like, you're okay with her playing her game and she's okay with uh, vice versa, right? And it kind of uh, com compounds off each other. And like I said, it's, it's uh, an inspiration to everybody else to see what's possible. So it's very, very cool. You mentioned keeping, oh, go ahead. I was just say it wasn't always like that, you know? So like early on, like for example, just we, we, we talked before in our CC group that you know, if we say playing our game, I was, I'm more of the point guard and Joyce is more of the shooting guard. She's the killer instinct. She's, you know, she's the aggressive, I'm more aggressive, which is interesting, right? We talk about, she wins, she wins rock, paper, scissor contests. We have like that, yeah. but early on when we go to meetings or things like that, I was less comfortable with it. So just, if, if you're going down this path, if some, anyone's going down this path and trying, it's not always like smooth early on, like early on we go to meetings and she'd start maybe saying things, whatever that I'm kind of like, and I'd be kicking her under the table. And then she'd be looking at me like, why are you telling me not to talk, you know, whatever. And so we had to, took a while to kind of, just like any team, right? You have to figure out each other's styles a little bit before you can really just embrace it and, and let it go. Is there something that you would kind of point to that allowed you guys to, to gel like that? Because I think for a lot of partners, not just in, in life and in business as well, they don't end up getting closer because of those differences. That confrontation just divides them further. So would you point to something that, or a series yeah. of things that allowed you to get there? For me, it was really one thing. I'm sure Joyce, you know, maybe she has a different moment in her mind, but for me, I noticed that like, you're only, you could, even with when you're in a relationship or as a couple or a business partner, you're only ultimately can control yourself, right? And your own part of that, uh, that interaction. I got to a point where I just, I, I had a realization that, you know, in order for that, my, you know, my marriage was number one and all these other goals that I had were important to me, but not if it meant that my marriage was going to be compromised or my relationship with my kids. 
And I just had this moment where I just said, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to let go. And if, if she says something in a meeting that I wouldn't say or would think differently about it or whatever, and it costs us the deal or something like that, then it did, I'm just going to like allow this to play out. And all these, and, and, and the funny thing is, at first I was hard because I, I would, my, my trauma or whatever is like wanting to kind of control the situation and make sure I have it all figured out in advance and things like that. Joyce is much more spontaneous. Um, so I would be unco feel uncomfortable when I just decided to let that go and just say, no, it, you know what, if, even if it does cost us the thing or whatever, or they don't like that my wife's involved because maybe they have different values or something like that, then it is what it is. And the funny thing is, of course, with most things that you let go of, it actually turned out better than I expected. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, to kind of tease out that point, it's a really good case in point around our first certainty commandment, closer versus more. And uh, we bias closer over more. And it seems like you had this realization because we tend to think about uh, that concept in the context of, of money or time, but you thought about it in the context of your relationship. Am I getting closer to what I want out of my ideal relationship? And I think that's, again, that's, that's inspirational because many of us fight against that. We say we want, we espouse that we want to have this great relationship. And then we're angry whenever our spouse is acting like their true self. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm also I'm blessed in that Joyce allows me to, to be me. And I think I allow her to be her again, though, it wasn't, you know, I, I think most anyone that's there's lots of probably people that are listening to this podcast are high achievers, I imagine, whether they're entrepreneurs or they're, you know, yeah. doing their career or whatever it is. Um, you know, so like, I definitely had that drive. I didn't always understand or reflect on where it came from. But I mean, early on in our relationship, there were times where I have certainly chased for more, not knowing why, just feeling like I needed to get somewhere, just feeling like I needed, you know, whether it was comparison or proving to people or, you know, uh, trying to get like the things that you're supposed to want or whatever it is in order to show that you're successful. And, you know, early on in our relationship, a couple years after we were married, I know we had our first child, which was hard. We, we had a hard time having our first child. And then when we had our first child, we had an emergency, um, emergency, it was a whole situation, emergency mm. C-section. Joyce was laid up and really uh, in bad shape for a couple of weeks. And I actually had a business trip like a couple of days after we had our first child mm. and Joyce was not able to stand up and, um, and, and get our, our daughter out of, out of crib and things like that. And um, I, I, went, I left, I went for my business trip, you know, for mm. a couple of days. And that was, you know, really, probably a turning point, you know, for my realization and the conversations we had. And it's kind of like this, what I'm, what is this for? And is this really necessary? Mm. What and, a and, yeah. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, it's like the thing that I've helped learn a lot through CCA, this is the hardest part of it all is like, it's one thing to say, okay, closer versus more, obviously, just driving yourself into grinding yourself into a pulp and driving yourself so hard and just to get more, you can see kind of if you actually reflect on that, you can see intellectually why that ultimately can blow your can blow yourself up, and then you can actually reflect maybe well what do I actually want? What do I actually want in my life? Um, 
but then it's another step forward to say, to be okay with what it is that you want. And then to also believe that it doesn't mean it has to be less like successful or like a lower, like, you, you know what I mean? That like you're giving something up um, in order to, to do that, that you can actually pursue it and actually be even more successful by leaning into playing your own game and being yourself and, and going after what you actually want. And I'd love to kind of get into the nitty gritty of details about how you've applied this closer versus more in the last several months. So yeah. just for the listener's benefit, you guys have a lot of opportunities, seems, as an outsider on a day-to-day -day basis. You've cultivated over years these opportunities that keep coming up in multiple different domains, all many connected to youth sports. I've gathered there's opportunities that are tangentially related as well. And uh, that can be challenging because you work so hard to be in a position to have all these opportunities. You work so hard to get there and then you start saying no. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So can you share a bit uh, as much as you feel comfortable kind of sharing about how you've been applying closer versus more in all these kind of business opportunities and business growth that, that you've faced? No, absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been, quite a, a process um, to go through. And it's really a humbling and gut-wrenching type experience because like I said, we've been in a number of, coming through CCA the last several months and actually getting to the root of digging into this, this topic closer versus more, closer to what, I, what we actually want play, while playing our own game and, you know, and, 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 and actually solving our own, our own problems. I'm quite certain that if we hadn't gone through that process of ultimately we would blow ourselves up. I mean, our, our revenue has been growing every year for the past 10 years. Our number of companies have been growing, a number of relationships, number of opportunities, like you said. But it was, as I reflect on it, it was almost like this um, desperate, uh, continual, you know, uh, pursuit of growth and more like, oh, that's an awesome opportunity. We got to do it. I don't know. Do we have time? Do we have the research? I don't know, but we get, you got to take advantage of it. these opportunities don't come every day. You know, you just, you just keep doing it. You just keep piling yeah. on these obligations, piling on these obligations and um, without really knowing where it's going to end up. And I think the, the, the oxymoron of it is like the more successful, more success you have, the more those come. And then the more you take on and then like, you keep your revenue keeps growing, your number of companies keeps growing, the types of people you work with keeps growing, but then you find that you're not necessarily happier or more peaceful or, or anything. And, you, and then you're over obligated. You don't want to let people down these relationships for so many years. And it's just, you know, so, so having to start to unravel that and start to look at it and start to be able to say, you know what, if it's okay if this one doesn't, isn't right right now. But, and the big thing though, is that you've, that we've learned uh, from yourself and Nick, is how to look at these things not are black or white, you know. So, uh, for example, this opportunity, take it or leave it. It's not usually the actual thing. When I never would have seen it any other ways, other we say no or we say yes. When actually we actually look at these things and well, how could this look if it was actually what would it look for us if it actually served what we want? And then you know, because in the past maybe I wouldn't have asked for it to be that way. That doesn't require as much of our time or you know, would have to be this for it to work for us. 
Um, it wouldn't come from that place because we didn't have the confidence in what we wanted, actually wanted to get closer to. So that's actually more of like a scarcity thing. Like you have to take this opportunity because it's never going to be here again versus like, I don't, if, if this doesn't serve me, then we're not going to do it. But this is what it would need to be in order for it to, uh, to work for us and coming at that from that angle has just changed the whole, it's almost like changed reality. It's like bended reality. No. If that makes sense. It, it does make sense. There is the assumption that if I say no to this opportunity, then there's not going to be more that comes with it. But when you change your orientation and you go, well, here's what I need to make this a yes. And you go back and you propose that to the other person. My experience, oftentimes I go, huh, I hadn't even considered thinking of it that way. Yeah, That's actually yeah. better for me too. Yeah. And so you yeah. built up all this, th this uh, inner dialogue about it's a yes or a no. Uh, and giving the other person this benefit of the doubt to the extreme of they must already have all the answers and you come back to them and uh, both of you win. So yeah. it isn't so binary. And you guys, it seems like you've been doing that in spades in recent months. Yeah, well, it's amazing how, how things, how the opportunities actually accelerate. Um, you know, it, it's, so, it's so counterintuitive. That's why the process, it's almost been like a, a spiritual or therapeutic process. It mm -hmm. seems like you know, it seems like a numbers or like investment philosophy or like very business principles. But when you actually go through it, it's actually, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's for almost a spiritual experience. That's why it feels can feel so uncomfortable to, to actually, you know, to, to be to be in a place of acceptance, to be in a place of, you know, uh, receptivity of this is, you know, if I can stick to playing my game and I can be true to myself and I, you know, I can be honest and authentic that I don't know exactly where this is going to go, but when you can interact that way with people, you're coming from a place of, you know, abundance rather than scarcity and confidence rather than fear and, you know, all these things. And, and then all of a sudden it just like, so things that you didn't think were possible start to present themselves. Yeah, and you start to look back, and this is just me projecting from my own experience, and a lot of these principles are really, that I teach come from having made this own the same mistake myself and going like, I don't, I don't want to continue this. And the thing that comes to mind is you build a business and you get it to seven figures, and then maybe you get it to multiple seven figures, and you look back and you're like, I'm making the same amount of money. Yeah, yep. <laughs> But I'm working like five times harder than before. And actually each year I have to work even harder just to get to the same place I was before. Because <laughs> now I got five times the staff. So they got they get paid before I do. So I got to work infinitely harder just to get to that same position. Right. And we have layered on, we can layer on company after company to solve that problem. We look back, we're still in the same position, making the same with the same problems. And that's where we have to kind of pivot our, pivot our approach to the way to, to life in general, which is, I think to your point, why it can be such a spiritual journey. Cause you're at the center of, you are the journey. It's, it's your game. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not a compromise. It doesn't like, it, that's the thing I think I battled with at first was mm -hmm. like, well, maybe then my goals just don't need to be so big or whatever, because, you know, I don't want to travel. I, I want to be home at night to put my kids to bed. And I, and I want to, 
you know, uh, whatever, you take family vacations or be with, spend time with my wife, whatever. So that means that I have to maybe just not set as such big goals. And it's not, that's not actually, that's not, and that that's depressing for someone who has, like, who wants to do something special or wants to, you know, manifest some type of gift in a bigger way or have some type of an impact. But it's, it's interesting, it's it, because it's actually, it's, it's the opposite of that. Because, you know, I think when you're just looking at more or comparison or revenue my okay seven figures but now i still don't feel happy so no multiple seven figures but now i feel worse and like you know what because you're looking at this in this linear like kind of closed off way of like the only way to get to where i want is just by going hiring more staff and like taking more risks and going to more locations and all these things when if you actually look at it differently and you construct things differently just from the examples we were give, given about actually you know, structuring things the way that it would serve you and serve your unique talents and gifts and things like that, that actually it leads to bigger opportunities that are better, that don't require all those things that you don't want, you know, that you could never have envisioned. I don't think I ever told you this, but uh, you and your wife came out for an event six, six or nine months ago, somewhere in that range. And uh, we had lunch and hung out around my office for kind of the day beforehand. I remember listening to you and Joyce talking and I had this phrase, this realization for you guys and then for everyone that was coming to the conference the next day and for a lot of what started teaching or trying to drill into the message of CCA. It was like, for you guys, it's a win, it's not an if. It's like, it's when you're going to uh, fund these assets that you want to purchase and when you're going to, like, it's happening. The ball is in, you have too many opportunities uh, in front of you that it's going to happen. The biggest risk is that you blow yourself up and the way you blow yourself up is you act like it's an if when it's actually an inevitability for you. And actually, I don't know if you remember this, but that became the theme of the conference the next day. But I was inspired by you guys to, to, to that language came up in that in that moment. And so many of us back to more are treating life like it's it's an if. And if it's an if, then I got to do everything. Wow. That's wow. That's amazing. First of all, I didn't know that 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 came from our, our lunch and, and talk together that's really humbling because that was a major that was like a light bulb moment topic when you, mm -hmm. pres you presented on it the next day you, we talked about it briefly mm -hmm. and then you went deeper and deep into it the next day in the, like a full day presentation when we were able to ask questions and things and that i because I, I did a summary notes on the flight home that i, sh mm -hmm. I shared after because that was a big thing because it's it's so true it's when in this is again it's it's also very spiritual when you and this is right circles back right to the beginning of the call you asked me what am i about and things and i want people kids it started with kids but it, it really applies to everyone on people to know that they have talents and unique gifts and things inside of them and that it's a matter of just letting those come out and exp express that and to your point of like when you act that way that it's just, it's when we don't know exactly how it's going to map out exactly, but it's just a matter of time. If we stay true to ourselves, we play our game, those things, the way that you operate your energy and the way that you interact with people, everything is totally different from like, if I can just 
if I can just get this, you know, this, this one more thing or this, like this desperation, that's where you're going to like cut corners or maybe just try to get a little bit more from somebody like, you, you know, we'll justify it or whatever it is, or do something that really doesn't like jive with your values, like justify to yourself. Well, it's not so bad. You know, it's, 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 you know, people know what they're getting, you know, that type of, that leads to that behavior, which actually, you know, you could see where one would be actually much more successful long-term from showing up that way. Um, that was a major, like, that drilled into me. So it's amazing that it came from our conversation. I didn't have the language. It was something I had thought about for just this whole concept of closer versus more, obviously for a long time and part, part of the content. But something about being in that moment with the two of you and seeing the way that you interact and hearing about all the opportunities that you're that are continuing to come your way. And if I can just get you to play your game, everything's gonna be easy from here or easier. The hard part is gonna be discovering what your game is, but something about that conversation and then realizing it's not just Ben and Joyce, it's all the CCA students. And it's the clients that I'm working with that they have the they have the skills already. Uh, something we talk about in CCA, which is you already have all the answers. Is the questions you're asking are preferences, and you are, because they're preferences, only you can answer it. And so, necessarily, you have all the answers. But uh, it's become a tremendous part of our kind of teaching platform. Is that moving from if to moving to when? So. I owe you a sincere thank you and to Joyce for the, the inspiration behind it. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry I didn't share it with you sooner. Um, I guess uh, last question for you and then we'll wrap up is uh, when we talk about violating closer versus more, any of these principles, we talk about how that causes us to put in more effort, take on more risk and have less options and, and how have you seen that uh, to be true in your life and your business since kind of implementing the, this this orientation change? Yeah, it's a total, you would talk about it as an operating system, right? And the thing that was impactful for me when uh, you shared about how folks like Jeff Bezos or people like that, how, you know, the difference is often just how they, they see those opportunities, you know, and they naturally see opportunities because it because as you mentioned like the more skills you grow and develop or the longer you're pursuing your career or your business you're going to start to have more relationships more opportunities and things and the difference is oftentimes not exactly not just chasing more and blowing yourself up which ultimately we would have done and is discerning those those best opportunities that 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 fit and and identifying those you know least amount of risk least amount of effort most amount of options but actually you know learning that some of the most successful or people in the world just do that naturally and that you can do that too and like the first part is like accepting that that's actually possible and real you know because you have all we carry all these stories and limiting beliefs with us right like i have to be busy i have to work harder than the next person i have to earn it i have to all this you know all this stuff which is it comes back to your when versus if thinking as well is if you can actually receive and accept deeply that it's it's very much possible and there's very much opportunities out there that have less risk, 
less effort and more options. And now all you have to do is, is see those. And then all this, when you receive that, all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere, which is like, they were always there, but you always, you just did, you were like, I got to work hard. I got to outwork my competition. I got to, I got to drive. I got to stay up late. I got to do these things. You just didn't, didn't see them. And it's the same thing. Now an opportunity comes up and you say, well, you know, how about what if I just didn't do this and this and this, but I, I just did this for you or something. And they're like, oh yeah, I never thought that's great. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, like seriously, you know, that, that actually exists. And then like, you just starts, it's just, you start seeing it everywhere and it just changes the whole game. Well, thank you for uh, so much for coming on the show. And I just want to say sincerely that I really appreciate you and, and your lovely wife, uh, Joyce. If I could have you in every single CCA cohort, uh, I would love to do that because the both of you brought so much in terms of case and points, energy, inspiration, passion, and uh, same is true in all, all the events that we have. I think uh, people really look to, to both of you as kind of the, the glue that keeps everything together. So sincerely appreciate you. Thanks for coming on and uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. It's my honor. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I did. If you're interested in learning more about my book, Rigging the Game, How to Achieve Financial Certainty, Navigate Risk, and Make Money on Your Terms, go to riggingamazon.com. If you're interested in joining our next cohort in the Certainty Certified Advisor Program, go to certaintyu.com.